Good evening, Hampton Roads, Southern Virginia, Northern North Carolina, Hampton Roads, internet listeners everywhere. Welcome to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. This is the broadcast where we break down and discuss the dynamics of our relationships in our marriages and our families. And we're looking forward to helping you to build, to restore, to perfect all of your relationships, that's your marriage relationships, your family relationships, relationships within the family, throughout the family. We want to help you build those, restore those, correct those, perfect those. Welcome to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're listening to us on WGPL here in Hampton Roads. That's 1350 AM. And you can listen to us on the internet by tuning in to www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. Those are a couple of ways you can find us and hear us. <coughs> want to continue tonight in our series on finances. It just seems like this is a never-ending subject. Again, we have spent the last uh, uh, over a month now discussing finances, the ins and outs, and, and basically how to think about, how to wrap our mind and wrap our souls around our finances. We haven't even gotten to money yet, but uh, we, we've had to explore how to think about finances. And we want to continue in that vein on tonight. Again, we may have several weeks left of this. Uh, as I've said so many times in the past several weeks, uh, we're going to be in this relationship with our money for so long. As a matter of fact, we're going to be in this relationship for the rest of our lives. Then it behooves us to learn how to master our finances, not only manage our finances, but master our finances. And as I heard one wise man say, uh, it's good to control your money and have your money working for you rather than you working for your money. Now, last week, we began to talk about how to conquer anxiety. Uh, yeah, how to conquer anxiety. And we define anxiety as, as a worry that's strong enough to cause distressing uneasiness in your mind. And anxiety can become so distressing. Anxiety can grip your mind, can grip your soul so tightly. It can put a chokehold on you, become so distressing uh, uh, because there's a lot of fear in anxiety. Something happened. It ramps up your emotions. It ramps up your senses, but then the fear of the unknown compounds that ramping up. And it's the fear of the unknown, the fear of the unseen, the fear of what can happen if things don't work out right. And that fear rises and the worry rises because you see something in your future and your mind just can't seem to figure it out. You can't seem to wrap your arms around it, get control of it. And so this worry rises and, and that's what anxiety is all about. So last week we talked about how to conquer anxiety. And if you remember that methodology we gave to you last week, uh, number one, that was pray and praise. Pray and praise and watch the peace of God take over. And once you pray and praise and when the peace of God takes over, then we need to consider the evidence. God takes care of the birds and that fly in the air. God takes care of the flowers that grow in the field. And you and I are worth so much more to God than those things. So he definitely will take care of us. And that's what the evidence says. And once we consider the evidence, then make up our mind to get our priorities in order. 
and our number one priority among everything else above everything else is to seek first the kingdom of God so that was our strategy for conquering anxiety and tonight I want to talk about something that's sure to make your anxiety level rise if you don't get control of it and that is the use of credit cards I want to talk about credit cards tonight credit cards and overspending yes if you don't control your credit card spending you can definitely see your anxiety levels rise so I want to talk a little bit about credit cards and and just discuss a little ins and outs about credit cards and and give you a few encouraging words there and I want to start with just a, a few vignettes because uh, we've got a lot of folks out there in a lot of different situations and people you would be surprised at the way people can get themselves into financial binds and a lot of that happens by the improper use of credit cards people will mess up homes mess up lives mess up families cause untold hurt and harm incalculable damage bankruptcies uh, etc etc the list goes on and on because of the improper use of credit cards so I want to give you a few ideas here about how credit card use can get messed up and then we'll talk about how to deal with it first of all sometimes we will have our young folks graduate high school and go off to college and we'll give those young folks a credit card and and they were pretty good at handling money in high school but uh, we give them a credit card because we believe in them but what you have to realize is that they haven't faced the pressures that they'll face in college before the pressures in college are not the same as those in high school so things are going to change uh, soon after your son or your daughter arrives in college you know they may meet some friends who they may come from wealthy families or they may be used to spending money maybe you didn't give your child that much money on a credit card or or however you set that money aside and they're using a credit card now so they get with these friends new friends they think they have friends and and they all begin to spend money on anything they spend money on everything they're not even thinking about it and your son and your daughter they're not going to tell those new friends I can't afford that your son and your daughter they're not going to tell those new friends I can't afford to keep up with you and then look bad in front of them they can't lose face like that even though they know they're overspending they're spending over the limit uh, even though they know they're going to have to face that music one day and one day soon, they're just not going to face their friends and say, I can't afford to hang with you. And so there's, that big bill will come to your mailbox and you're going to hit the roof. You're going to hit the roof. So, but not only is it your child in college, uh, this happens to adults also. You know, you can be working for a company for years and years on end. All of a sudden, that company downsizes, begins to lay people off, and your number comes up and you're laid off. And now you're going month number one, no job. You got unemployment though. Month number two, no job. Month number three, no job. Month number four, five, and six, your savings have run out. Your, your uh, uh, unemployment insurance money is not covering your debts and your expenses, your responsibilities. Uh, you're just burning through money every which way, north, south, east, west, left and right, up and down. Money is leaving out of every hole imaginable and now you run out of money. And so some folks begin to charge 
their groceries and charge their bills onto a credit card and they max out credit cards get a new credit card uh max it out max out every credit card they have and before you know it they're owing 20 30 and 40 thousand dollars in credit card debt which they may never get paid off because of several reasons we'll talk about in a little bit uh but that's another way that folks get into credit card trouble and then there's the husband and the wife who hide money and hide financial activities from each other. You know, I, I hope I don't sound sexist, but I just want to give you an example, uh, give you a little vignette here to help you understand what I'm talking about. Let's say you have a husband and a wife, you know, they've been married for a long time, but unbeknownst to the husband, every day he leaves for work, his wife goes to the gambling hall. She's gambling. She's standing in the door waving goodbye when he drives away. And whenever he's gone for good and she's sure he's at work, she takes off the other way going to the casino. Now she's there. And the thing about gambling, folks, is that you don't win. Even if you hit the jackpot today, it doesn't even make up for all the money that you spend in past and the money that you spend in the future. Uh, so you never really win in gambling. And it's actually a lack of faith. But here's a lady who, who thinks she wins, but she loses more often than not. And, and she opens a credit card account. She hides that from her husband. She opens a credit card account with a bank at the casino, no less. So you know they're going to be charging a higher interest than normal because they're playing on people's weaknesses and fears. And then she runs that credit card up and maxes it out gambling. And the bills and everything finally comes to a head and she can no longer hide it from her husband. And man, the proverbial stuff hits the fan. Uh, uh, she just can't hide it. And, and he finds out. And at first she denies it. It wasn't me. I don't know whether someone has hacked our account. This is identity theft. But then she can't face the music any longer. And she owns up to it. Folks, this is what we call financial infidelity financial infidelity and financial infidelity is when a husband or a wife betrays the other and money is the subject of that betrayal money is the root and the cause of that betrayal they acted they hid their money habits they hid spending they hid money uh, uh, from their spouse the husband or the wife and now there's some big trouble that comes up and and so we call that uh, financial infidelity and when you engage in financial infidelity if the marriage lasts if the family relationship lasts it's going to take a long time and a whole lot of hard work in order to repair the rift in order to repair the breach that's come about as a result of that financial infidelity so these are all ways that uh, we get into trouble and with credit cards. And not only that, but then, you know, there, there's, a, uh, there's a young mother here who has her first baby. She's thrilled at the baby, uh, uh, you know, and here's a mother who wants to really help her daughter and her first baby. She wants to be there, but she's unable to be there. Uh, and she's living by herself. She really wants to be uh, with her daughter who's had her first baby. 
Can you imagine this? She's living on a fixed income. She's living on the pension left from her husband who passed. She's got some social security coming in, but she really wants to help her daughter with the new baby who's not doing well financially. And, you know, she wants to get there and wants to hold her new grandbaby, wants to show her pride in a grandbaby, wants to wrap her arms around her daughter. She really doesn't have the money, but she takes her credit card and charges a plane ticket to go see her daughter across the country and takes her credit card and charges up a bunch of gifts for the new baby and her daughter. And before you know it, she's maxed out her credit card and she's in a lot of debt. But she just felt like she had to see that baby. And like we told you a couple of weeks ago, you know, you're going to have to be strong and courageous and honest with yourself in order to make yourself know the difference in a want and a need. She wanted really badly to be with her daughter and hold her new grandbaby. And she wanted it so badly that she convinced herself it was a need. And she irrationally ran up her credit card to charge items to make the trip to see the baby and she got in debt and now her anxiety level is going through the roof because she's on a pension she's on social security her income is fixed it's not going up she's not working how in the world will she pay these credit cards off and folks all i'm trying to say to you is that there are a lot of ways that people get into financial trouble when it comes to credit card use and if you're not careful using your credit cards you can easily slip down a slippery slope into the the abyss of financial trouble and there is just no way for some people to climb out of there there's just no way and so if you look around you, uh, some of us envy our next door neighbors because they live in big houses or, or we know people who drive fine cars. They dress nice, especially when they come to church. It looks like they have it going on. But you'd be surprised at the number of people who are supporting that lifestyle through credit card use. And they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And they're paying the minimum amounts due every month just to maintain that lifestyle and impress people around them. Again, financial savvy is going to require a lot of courage. Using credit cards is going to take a lot of willpower, a lot of courage, some intelligence, and some wisdom. And you got to get ready for that. Hey, listen, welcome again to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial here in Hampton Roads. You're also listening to us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the Internet. Listen, I want to reach out to you again. Uh, on last week, someone inboxed me on Facebook and told me how much they were enjoying uh, uh, last week's presentation on conquering anxiety. And that really encouraged me and let me know that we were doing some good. So if you're listening tonight and we're doing you some good, if you're going to get anything, if you're getting anything out of this, if you've already said through the examples I've given that that's me he's talking about, inbox me. Bishop Carl Hodges, that's on Facebook, or send me an email, cdhodges at hotmail.com. Let me know whether or not we're doing some good, all right? And tonight we're talking about 
credit card use. And I just spoke to you, uh, just a few vignettes, just, just gave you a few examples of how easy it is to get into credit card trouble. Again, you'd be surprised at the number of people who misuse credit cards and slip into trouble really fast. You know, some people think that as long as I have checks, I have money. And unfortunately, some people think as long as I have this credit card, I have money. But those are two ways of spending that can get you in trouble if you're not extremely careful. And the misuse of credit cards is just a common thing today. It's just a common phenomenon in our culture. Uh, uh, and the misuse of credit cards is so common that it seems normal. It's so normal that credit card or credit correcting companies have sprung up. And you got to be careful of those two. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Uh, one of the problems with credit card use is that people don't want to delay gratification. We want what we want and we want it now. And credit cards become a tool that people use to get instant gratification. I feel like this and this credit card empowers me to satiate this feeling or so they think. Because they find out once they get that thing, they immediately want something else. So again, the problem with credit card use today, and the reason that credit card use is so problematic today, is that people cannot or choose not to delay gratification. You know, so you get it, you have the rush of making that purchase with the credit card. And it seems like you got free money. You went out and bought it with that credit card. They put it in your hand and made it easy. But when you can't make the payments, when the debt mounts up, your anxiety level rises. And that impacts your relationships. There's no excuse for it. You can't excuse it. You can't do it. And your anxiety rises because you know you got to pay these bills, but you know you don't have the finances to pay these bills. And now your future is uncertain. Increase the fear. As a matter of fact, the fear comes in like a flood. Your anxiety goes through the roof. And it's all because of improper credit card use. You know, uh, 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 there's some folks who believe that that credit cards are really bad things. Some folks believe they're demonic even. Uh, I like what Dave Ramsey said. I've told you this before. Dave Ramsey on his show, uh, uh, he, he believes in not using credit cards at all and paying cash for everything. All right. And, and again, I'm not I, I want to be honest with you. Credit cards cause big problems. The misuse of credit cards cause big problems, but credit cards are not all bad. Credit cards are just little pieces of plastic. They're inanimate objects. And like any other inanimate object, the inanimate object itself is not bad. It's all about the person who's using the inanimate object. So there is a decent use. There is an appropriate way to use credit cards. But let me caveat this and say this before I tell you anything appropriate about using credit cards. Let me advise you and tell it to you this way. If you don't have the discipline that's required to manage and handle credit cards, you need to stay away.
If you're not in touch with yourself, if you're not a true mature adult, if you don't have your spending habits uncontrolled, if you're unfamiliar with yourself and your spending habits, you really do need to stay away from credit cards because you're going to get yourself in trouble. And when you get yourself in trouble with credit cards, there go your relationships. You cannot misuse credit cards and impact yourself only. If you're in relationships with other people, you're going to negatively impact those relationships through the improper use of credit cards. All right. Let me talk about the appropriate way to use credit cards. There are a few decent things about credit cards. First of all, credit cards offer a lot of convenience. They allow us to buy things over the phone, online. We don't have to have cash. Uh, you don't have to walk around town with a lot of cash in your pocket, uh, uh, so forth and so on. So they're really convenient, but you got to be careful also because you can conveniently spend. All right. But I want to talk about the positive side. If you can imagine a positive side, I want to talk about the positive side of credit cards real quick. They offer us a lot of convenience. Uh, when you use credit cards, you also get records every month. You get a credit card statement that allows you to see your spending. You, that's almost a budget being made for you. That credit card statement that you receive every month, it allows you to see a detailed accounting of your purchases and your spending. So you can see how much you're spending on clothes, see how much you're spending on food, see how much you're spending on your, your habits and, and your leisure, your travel, so forth and so on. Uh, uh, so that's a positive side. When it comes to making reservation credit cards and enable us to guarantee rental cars, hotels and et cetera, et cetera, without having a lot of money up front, that's really convenient also. Okay. And, and sometimes you can find the item offered at a steep discount just a little while and you may not have the cash to buy it but using a credit card enables us to purchase it now and pay for it next month when we do have the money you just have to make sure that you do pay for it next month don't let it go on and on credit cards are really most handy if an emergency arises if an emergency comes up, your car breaks down, you have a flat tire on the road, uh, there's a sickness, there's an illness, someone needs help with a bill, whatever the case may be, even if you want to give to charity, uh, credit cards are extremely, extremely convenient in emergencies. And that's about the best, most positive use of credit cards, an emergency. But then credit cards also help us take care of services. Uh, many credit cards offer rewards such as airline miles or cash back. Uh, extended warranties, travel insurance, and other services you can get when you use your credit card. Just don't be wowed by those. Don't get a credit card for that purpose only. Have a use in mind. Have a plan for your credit card if you choose to get one. So that, those are just a few of the positive notes about a credit card. If you could get, again, if you can imagine a positive thing about a credit card, those are just a few of the positive things. But listen, I would be remiss if I didn't warn you about the risk of using credit cards because they can be tricky. Credit card use can be tricky. And many people have found out if I don't control this credit card, I'll spend all over town never having enough money to take care of these bills. All right. So you got to be careful because when you when you use credit cards, it can increase your spending. People who use cash spend on an average of about 30% less than people who use credit cards. 
That's right. People who use cash spend about 30% less than people who use credit cards. So it's a real good idea to fix your budget and use cash. Whether you use envelopes, we may talk about that in the budgeting if we ever talk about budgeting, but whether you use envelopes or whatever system you use, set aside the money for groceries, set aside the money for utilities, set aside the money for clothing, set that money aside, put that credit card up. You'll spend less if you use cash. As a matter of fact, we don't uh, pay as much for items when we pay for cash as we do when we use credit. When we use a credit card, we're duped and deceived into thinking that we can afford more because we have more time to pay for it. But when we have to pay cash, all of a sudden we realize I don't need the most expensive thing. I don't need the name brand. So uh, remember that you spend less when you use cash than you do when you use a credit card. Also, when you use a credit card a lot, you can lose track of your spending. If you just whip that credit card out to make easy purchases, whip that credit card out to buy coffee, whip that credit card out uh, to buy gas, whip that credit card out just to make a simple purchase. When we use credit cards that way, uh, we can lose track of spending because we're not keeping records. We're not writing that down on, in a register on the spot. So you may forget how much you spent and the money and the bills can add up. Using credit cards also brings additional fees and expenses. There's annual fees on credit cards. There's fees uh, tacked on when you miss a payment. There are late fees. Uh, there are a lot of fees that go with using a credit card and expenses. Uh, 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 the least of which is the interest rate that you pay on credit cards. Some people who have a, uh, a not so good track record of, of using finances and, and have a lower credit rating, then they're going to have to pay the higher interest rates on their credit card. And when you start paying interest rates on credit cards that are up in the teens, your interest rate percentage is up in the teens, 14, 15, 18, and 20 to 25 percent. When you're paying those types of interest payments and you, pay, you run up a credit card bill and you're paying only a monthly minimum due on that credit card, you're never going to pay that thing off. So understand you got fees and expenses when using credit cards. And then also, you're obligating your future income. So you haven't gotten paid next month yet, but every time you use your credit card, you're obligating next month's pay for what you're purchasing today. So you got to be careful with that. The more debt that is incurred, the more future income you obligate. So if you charge up $1,000 today, that's $1,000 from your next pay your next month's pay. For some people, your next two, three, four, five, six months pay. So you got to be honest with yourself about credit card use. And let me give you this. Let me give you this advisor. Credit card use facilitates your powerlessness and your pain. Let me say that again. Credit card use facilitates your powerlessness and your pain. What do I mean by that? Some of us are not aware of our spending habits. And as I've told you before, when we talked about your relationship with your finances, some of us spend money to medicate our pain. Some of us don't have the power to 
impose our will on our finances. And we have a lot of loose spending. Some of us just spend on a whim. When we hurt, we go spend. When we're rejected or humiliated, we go spend. When we're disappointed, we go spend. When we're depressed, we go spend. And when you have a credit card, a credit card will make that type of spending much, much easier. When your heart is broken, when you're hurting, when you're thinking about some things that you're going through, in order to feel better, you whip that credit card out and go buy something. Folks, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, credit cards facilitate powerlessness and pain because we treat it just like a medicine. So one thing you got to do, here's some things that you're going to have to do. You got to determine what your credit card use is like. You've got to gauge your credit card use. Is your credit card use causing you problems? Are there difficulties arising as a result of your credit card use? Be honest with yourself. Is your credit card use affecting your family relationships? Is your credit card use negatively impacting relationship between you and your husband, you and your wife? Is your credit card use improper? Are you going in the hole? Are you worrying about how you're going to pay this credit card bill? What is the current status of your credit card account? If you owe a lot of money, how did it get there? And what are you doing to make a difference? What attempts have you made to get out of this debt? Have you been completely honest with your spouse? Have you been completely honest with yourself? Have you owned up? Have you owned up to your faulty negative spending habits? Have you owned up to your loss of self-control in your spending? Do you have a plan to get out? Do you have a plan to get out of debt? Are you interested in getting out of debt? Do you want to get out of debt? Jesus asked the man who had been at the pool lane for 38 years, do you want to be made whole? And I'm asking you tonight, do you want to get out of debt? Have you made a budget? Who else do you need to let know that you're in trouble? Reach out and get some help. Reach out and get some help. Listen, folks, I'm all out of time. Again, you've been listening to us tonight on this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You've been listening to us on Hampton Roads on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. You've also been listening to us on the Internet at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. Listen, do me a favor. Let me hear from you. Please let me hear from you. You can email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook. That's Bishop Carl Hodges. Let me hear from you. If you got a question about debt, if you got a question about your finances, reach out to me and let me know what you're going through. We can get you some help. We'll gladly talk about it. And if I can't answer your question, I'll definitely find an answer for your question and get back with you. If you do have questions that you'd like for us to discuss, you got a point about finances you'd like for us to discuss, or any other question that you have about marriage and family relationships, relationships in general, send those to me by email, inbox me on Facebook with those questions. We'll gladly get to them. We'll answer them for you. 
I want you to be aware of your credit card use. I just want to encourage you to use credit cards wisely. If you're going to use a credit card, owning a credit card does not mean you have more money. You have access to someone else's money, namely the bank, and the bank is going to charge you for using their money. It's called an interest rate. And the worse you are at handling finances, the more interest you're going to pay. So, folks, I cannot stress this enough. I know I said I'm out of time and I'm trying to get out of here, but I cannot stress this enough. We have to control credit card use. Credit card debt is in the trillions of dollars in the United States of America. And that's pathetic. And that's a lot of people spending a lot of money that they do not have in order to buy things that they do not need, trying to impress people that they don't even know, and some of them they don't even like. So please remember, you got to keep that credit card use under control. Again, you've been listening to us on WGPL. Look for you next week. We'll be here at the same time next week. Until then, remember you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. We'll see you. God bless you and we're out.